Now is it on? Is that better? Okay, so I'm glad to be here. Glad I made it through the snow. But there wasn't snow this time. So uh, so I am with Gold Partners, which is the mission arm of the Wesleyan Church, and I do serve in Russia. And I bring greetings from the Russian Church, which is the next slide. They knew I was going to be traveling and speaking, and so they said, hey, send our greetings. So there's the greetings. Um, as I was thinking about what I wanted to share this time when I was traveling and speaking, I was just thinking, something reminded me of the verse from Ecclesiastes, which says there's a time for everything, a time for this and time for that. And so I, as I began thinking about that verse, I decided to make a video using all of those verses that list all those times. So first I want to show you the video about all those times, and then I want to go back and talk about some of them in more detail. So, video. I wanted to share a couple of those. The first one I want to share with is a time to plant and a time to uproot. And there will be a picture when she gets onto it. Uh, so my friend Nastia has a garden outside the city. It's just right outside the city. And she, well, I help her in the garden. I am like manual labor and distribution. She is like the brains behind the operation. Like, so she knows how to make everything grow. But God has really blessed her garden. And we've been able to use the, the produce from the garden to... I uh, just help a lot of single moms in the church, a lot of single women that we know, a lot of my neighbors, a lot of elderly women that are on like a fixed income. And this year, they were, were even able to help the other neighbors in the garden because it was a very hot year. And most of the neighbors are probably over 65. Nastia is not, so she's one of the youngest people in the garden area. But it was super hot. And the water is only turned on twice a week, but she has access to a little ravine, so she can pump it every day if she wants. So she was able to water enough to produce harvest where a lot of people just didn't have the strength and the energy or the time. And so not a lot of their produce grew well. So for the first time, we were able to share the produce with the neighbors at the dacha, which is great because we're trying to build a relationship with them to just have opportunity to share God's love with them. So we were just very thankful to God for that. A time to weep. 
Well, this year has been a challenging year, for people to say the least. And the events that have taken place, another, well, it's called last year, because it's already 23, right? 22 is a challenging year. And the events that took place, you know, in that year were hard for a lot of people and created a lot of fear and a lot of weeping and just a lot of uncertainty. And for the church, it was an opportunity for the leaders to, to rise up and to offer, you know, a way to find peace in the midst of uncertainty, a way to find real peace, maybe not like the world is offering, but that God is offering us. And so it was a good opportunity uh, for that. And so we, while we're not thankful for maybe the events that happened, we are thankful that God gave us opportunities to share with people about finding his peace and finding peace in God. A time to laugh. Uh, I have had the opportunity this past, past year to start having tea with the office staff. And these are people that don't necessarily give, they give a lot, but don't necessarily get a lot back. And so it was great to just be able to have time to every week to just go and have tea with them and just talk about, you know, stuff happening in the church, stuff that was happening in their lives. And this is, was actually Gosha's birthday. So he baked a cake because you bake your own cake on the birthday. Um, and so that's been just a real blessing for me and I think for them. And so I'm very thankful for God for that opportunity just to have some time to laugh and to, to, you know, hang out with them. A time to mourn. Well, 2020 and the things of the events of last year have really caused a lot of loss in people's life. Not necessarily always physical, but just a lot of things have been lost. But my neighbor uh, um, lost her husband of 65 years in November of 21. And for her, this was a big shift because, you know, she had never actually lived alone. You know, I mean, she went from young woman married right into, you know, a married life. And so I just began finding time during the week to go down and have coffee with her. We usually do it in the morning. That's why we have coffee, because normally you would drink tea otherwise. And we just start, you know, start sharing about, you know, whatever. She loves to read. So we talked a lot about books. We talked some about politics, some about religion, some about God, um, and a lot about the neighbors. Because she has lived in the building from the beginning of the building. So I know all about my neighbors now. I know the whole history of all of them. And so I'm very, very, uh, you know, up on that now. But it's been a great opportunity just to get to know her better and to just offer her some friendship in a time of great loss. Well, at the one-year anniversary in November of 21 of her aunt, of her husband's death, um, it's very traditional to go to the cemetery. And so I offered to take her to the cemetery, to his uh, grave. So she and another neighbor lady went, and we went there, and she was so blessed by that and so grateful for that opportunity to be at his grave on that year anniversary. It was so important for her and was so grateful to me for that. And it was just a reminder to me that sometimes, you know, God can use us to show his love simply by us being there, not by us saying necessarily anything profound, but simply being there for people. And so that was a good reminder for me. Um, a time to dance. Well, one of the biggest blessings for the church this year was that we were able to have our pastor, Sasha, uh, ordained. And that took place at the European Leader Conference in Croatia in October. And it was a little bit of a challenge to get him there with uh, visas and flights, but we were very happy that we were able to send him and his wife, and they had this opportunity to be ordained. And for them, while that was also really cool and really a blessing, the biggest blessing for them was to be able to reconnect with the other European pastors. Um, they have felt very, not just them, but most of the church in Russia has felt very isolated, first with COVID and then with things of last year, and have felt really disconnected from the rest of the Wesleyan pastors. And because our pastor does not speak English, um, that's also a, a hindrance. Uh, he has less ways to communicate with them. And so this was just such a great opportunity for them to reconnect and to be encouraged. And so they just came back being blessed by being ordained, but um, also just being encouraged by having that connection again and feeling again like something part of something bigger than just our little tiny community. A time to search. Well, COVID was a challenge 
for the church. They did have to shut down for a while. And when they opened back up after a few months, only about a half to a third of the people came back. So they went from 70 to about 20, 25. And so this was really hard for people. And there was some people that were really upset about this. And there was a lot of anger. And someone has to be to blame, you know, for why these people haven't come back. And so it was just a really hard time. And uh, this past September, we decided to have a meeting and just ask, invite anyone who wanted to come from the church to this meeting to just share what are the hopes and dreams we have for the church? What would we like to see God do through us, in us, in the future? And so we just made a list. We listed them all down. We did what was called green light. So any idea went, even if it was like, what? you know, we put it down anyway. And then the board took those, took that list. It's a pretty big list. And we took that list and looked for some common threads. Were there some things that linked them, most of them together? It wasn't possible to get them all, but were there some common threads among a lot of them? And there were, and we came up with a vision for the church for next year. And the vision is they want to be people who are filled up with God to give out to others. Kind of like a heart takes in blood and immediately gives it back out. So we didn't want, we didn't want it to be like, we're going to spend six months filling up and then we're going to six months giving out. We wanted it to be something that was going to happen instantaneously, right? You give in, you give out to the people that God has put in their lives. And so this is really exciting. This is the first time they've had a vision. And so, you know, it's not necessarily all going really smoothly and really great, but it is a place to start. And it has really helped shift the atmosphere of the church from being discouraged by what had happened to having some hope for what God can do in us and through us in the future. So that was very exciting. We're very thankful to God for that, um, that vision and that encouragement. A time to, uh, that was a time to search, a time to give up. Yeah. Uh, well, if you get my newsletters or some, some, some of you might, you know that I did leave Russia in March of 2022. And it was not because I was not safe or because they asked me to leave. They didn't ask me to leave and, and I was safe. But a goal partners really, really wanted me to leave, though they were willing to let me stay. But there was a lot of stuff coming out of the West that was very, um, you know, scary and discouraging. And finally, it just became easier to go than to stay and try to respond to all of that stuff coming from the West. And this was, uh, for me, it was heartbreaking. But, you know, God was very good in it. And he gave me this verse from Psalms 121.8. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in for this time and forever. And it was just encouraging to see, even in that really difficult time for me, how God was faithful and how God was good. And I was able to get a ticket out much cheaper than other people were paying. I didn't have any questions at the border. They didn't ask me a single word. Um, I had a place to go for a while, and then I came to the United States for a couple months. And when I returned in July, again, my flights were all on time. Nothing was canceled. My luggage came with me, you know, which in this day and age of flying is in itself almost a miracle. Um, you know, and again, no questions getting in. I didn't have any questions at the border. And so it was just such a reminder that, you know, that God was taking care of everything, and he was still good, even if it was a hard time. Uh, time to tear. So this year I was scheduled, last year I was scheduled to renew my residency. I have residency, which is kind of like a green card. Um, and it was a five year and it was, I was set to renew it. And it's not, it's not hard to renew. It's not complicated, but it's usually not pleasant. You have to go really early in the morning, like, you know, 636, stand in line. And sometimes, you know, the workers aren't always the most pleasant. There's a lot of, you know, I suppose stress. But so there's, you know, oftentimes some yelling and things going on. Well, so I wasn't really looking forward to this process, but I had someone call ahead of time, and they said, oh, the place has moved. So I went to the new place, and just I just went to kind of check it out to see what, like, how early did I have to come, and, like, you know, and um, was able to actually get in and get it all renewed that day. And I left there thinking, wow, did did that just happen? Was that, is, is that even possible that that just happened? 
And it was just such a reminder, too, that, you know, nothing is impossible for God, and God can change anything. You know, so and now my residency does not have an end date. So as long as I'm not out of Russia more than 180 days, it will keep going. So and I won't have to go back and renew it. So that's also a big blessing. Yep. Um, a time to mend. Well, Daddy Vanya is a guy that works in an alcohol rehab center that the church has used. It's, his center is outside of Vladimir, where I live, about an hour, an hour and a half, maybe. And we have, you know, partnered with him a lot. Um, in the past couple of years and he's the kind of guy that when he comes to our church and shares you know love just like oozes out of him i mean you just feel that you know god loves you he loves you and it's like really sincere and so when he heard that there was an opportunity to go down south to where some of the fighting had been to help them he jumped at it and so he began making the 20 some hour car drive down with um either guys from his alcohol center rehab center or grown sons he has quite a lot of kids but they're all adults you know so some of his grown sons and they began doing this every couple of weeks. And they would come back and share some of the needs that the people had of warm clothes, and, and they were feeding them. And so we, the church began to give towards that as well. And one of the first things they did was um, they helped rebuild the church that had been damaged. And then they were feeding people um, because there's not all, not all the utilities are back up in this area yet. And so Daddy Vanya was sharing with us, you know, that not... Uh, not all the people coming to get the food were getting it with gratitude. I mean, they weren't all thankful about it. But for Daddy Vanya, that's okay because, you know, he really follows the, the truth of God that, you know, God loves everyone. And God told us to love our enemies. So even if they didn't like him, he was still going to love them and still show love to them and use that as a way to show God's love to them and mend that relationship. So um, a time to be silent. So Isaiah 40, 25, 26 says, Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created these? Who brings out the starry hosts one by one? He, he who brings out the starry hosts one by one and calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Well, I was walking home uh, in the fall, in the evening one day, and was you know thinking about everything that was happening, was feeling kind of overwhelmed, a little stressful about all the stuff that was happening and all the unknown of it. And for some reason, you know, just looked up. And in the sky, there was the moon, and there was a star, and there were some puffy clouds. And in that moment, I just was reminded of how big God is and how small my big problem really is in comparison to how big God is. And it was just filled with peace. And I hadn't done anything. I wasn't thinking about the sky. I wasn't, you know, I don't even know. I mean, probably God caused me to look up. But I was just filled with peace at that moment, even though absolutely nothing had changed in my situation other than that I was actually a few steps closer to home because I was still walking. You know, that was the only thing that had really changed. But it was just such a reminder to me that sometimes in those hard times when we're going through difficult things and it feels overwhelming and it feels way bigger than us, we can find peace by simply looking up, looking to God and being reminded of how big he is and that he has everything under control. Um, a time to speak. Well, this is my friend Nasty who has the garden, but that's just like her you know, hobby. Her real job is that she's a school counselor and she works in a preschool kind of place. Um, it's not, not quite equivalent, but close. Um, and she does a lot with kids. But she also has some adults that she meets with. And she's very upfront with them that she's a believer and will often ask if they want to pray at the end. And the last two years have brought, well, three years since COVID, I guess, time is going by, has brought a lot more openness to that. And a lot more people have been willing to have her pray with them at the end. And she is seeing God really use the things that she, the truths of God that she's sharing with them. She's not maybe not sharing with them saying, hey, this is found in, you know, the book of Ephesians, but she's sharing God's truth with them. 
And um, that's really changing lives. And there's one lady that was really interested in reading the Bible, but she was afraid to read it. And not because she was afraid of what she was going to read in it, but because it was such a holy book and she was so unholy, how could she possibly read it? And Nastia was just encouraging her and encouraged her to come to a group that we have, the Nastia Leads. Um, I was hosting, but then with COVID, we moved it to the church. And now now it's too big to move back to my house. Um, but of women that are uh, mostly over 65 now, and this, this lady is not, but she started coming to this group and it was right before Christmas and New Year's and stuff. And so she really liked it. We thought, well, then now there's going to be this big, long break and she's going to forget about it. But no, she started coming after the break. She remembered and she started coming and started coming to church. And as Nasi has continued to talk with her, um, it's become very clear that she has become a believer. And so that's just really encouraging. And it's really encouraging for Nasi to know that even though she's helping people, um, you know, with problems that aren't necessarily connected to God, God is still using her to speak truth into their hearts and draw them to him. And so that was very encouraging. Uh, time to love. Well, this is the first year in probably... 10 years maybe that I have not been on the committee to plan Christmas. I love Christmas, you know, so this was a big sacrifice to give it up, but I wasn't going to be there. So it seemed logical that I probably shouldn't be on the committee. So I got another lady. I usually lead the committee. So I had talked to another lady already months and months and months ago about leading it. And so she was willing to lead it. And they decided to do this project this year, which is a new project called Project Pirashki. And so these Pirashki is like a breaded pie thing. So in the middle, they usually have meat or cabbage. That's cabbage that they have cooked down there. Um, it can have like hard-boiled eggs and green onions, um, rice and green onions. It can have, and then it can have sweet stuff. So like apples, like any kind of berry that might be current. And thing, and so people used to make them all the time in their homes. Now, not very many do, but you can buy them. This is kind of like a pereshki is like the Russian fast food. I mean, that's what you buy when you're on the street and you're hungry. You know, you don't buy a burger from McDonald's; you buy a pereshki. So there's places that sell them all the time. But they wanted people to make them, and they wanted people to make them so that they could take them to a center that feeds the homeless. And they were going to do it on two different Fridays. Well, so because not very many people make them anymore. They said, okay, if people can't make them, then donate ingredients or money to buy ingredients to the few that were going to make them. And so that's what most people did. They gave money or ingredients. And then a couple of ladies made them. And they took them to this center. And it ended up taking, because they did Fridays, it ended up being our Christmas Eve, December 24th, and their Christmas Eve, January 6th. And they took them and fed them. And it was just such a practical way for the church to show love during the Christmas time to people that were in need. And so that was a, a real, I mean, I was really thought that was a really cool idea. So it was probably a blessing that she was in charge this year and not me. Um, a time to hate. Well, this is a map of the world all torn up because it seems that there is a lot of hate in the world these days. And a lot of my friends, you know, there felt the hate of the world for things that, you know, they didn't decide. And uh, I have neighbor, a neighbor who has a, a sister that lives in Germany who no longer speaks to her. And I have a friend who's selling bears on Instagram. She's, she's making them. They're Lily's hand very intricate bears that she sews and makes. And she had to close her Instagram account because there were so many hateful comments from people she didn't know around the world. And so this has been a real challenge for them to know how do you, how do you deal with that? And even for the church, some of the hate has come from inside the church too, sadly, not just the world. And so for our people, it's been really a struggle, but really an opportunity to learn how do you really love those who hate you? And it hasn't been something that I think that they've enjoyed, but it has been something that God has used um, to help us grow and to help us understand more the love of Jesus and the love of God for people. A time for war. Well, we do are at war, but as believers, our war has not been and never will be against people. 
It's never against flesh and blood. Our war as believers has always been against the evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. And I think this is really important to remember, especially because there is so much hate in the world, that because when we forget who our war and who our battle is really against, we begin to hate other people. And uh, that's not what God wants. He wants us to love other people, but to hate to hate the things and the schemes the devil is coming up with, you know, to get us to hate the people. So we need to continue to fight. We need to continue to fight against, uh, you know, discouragement, to fight against lies, to fight against um, division, to fight against all those schemes that the devil is coming up with. And that's where our battle needs to be. That's where our fight needs to be. Um, because as believers, we are supposed to love our neighbors and to love um those who hate us and to live at peace with people because it is a time for peace that's the next slide and Jesus came to bring peace um, and the peace that Jesus brings might not create peace in the world but let's never stop praying for peace in the world but it will bring peace in people's hearts peace that is bigger and peace that will last for eternity because it, it brings peace with God and that is something worth fighting for and that is something uh, worth sharing so there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the sun Acting under heaven, I guess this verse says. So that's the next slide. Um, and those are just some of the times that I wanted to share with you. Uh, if you go to the next slide, um, it is 2023. And so, of course, I have QR codes because that's the thing you're supposed to have now, right? And they, they gave me these QR codes and they're like, use your QR codes. So they're my QR codes. So uh, the one on the, well, it would be your left is to sign up for my monthly newsletter that comes out once a month, usually the beginning of the month. Um, if you use that QR code, it goes right to the sign-up sheet. If you don't want to use the QR code because, you know, you're retro, see, that's a nice way of saying, then there is a phone number you could text your name and email to in the next couple of weeks, or there is prayer cards, which I do not have, that are on the back table that has my email address on that back, and you can send me your email asking to me to put you on that list. And so that it does often go to junk the first time, so you have to go and check if you don't get it by the first by the tenth of the month. The second one is for uh, my Global Partners page and for support. So if God is moving you to give support, that would be the page. That would be the uh, the QR code to use for that. But I do want to thank you for your prayers and for your support of the year. It has been the last couple of years have been rough, and I have really felt how God has used the support and the prayers of people. Uh, to get me through those times. And, you know, it is something that, you know, as believers, we are all in it together. There's only one body, and we need each other. And I have felt that, and I am grateful for that. So thank you. And um, it's a little early.